1: Welcome to Diablo's Den, Corona Chronicles, episode number thirteen. I'm your co-host Jay, and I'm here with the one and only Danny Diablo. Hey, what's up, everybody? What's up, E? How are you, man? In a minute. We had a little break here in between. How have you been? What's going on? Well, first of all,
2: first thing I want to say, what's up, Jay? How, uh, congratulations to you opening up your new store ah, in thank fucking you. Connecticut. Thank fucking you. you guys, you are the news. Uh, you're in the news twice, yeah, you're, so, you're, 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 the paper and news Yes. Yeah, and, so, and, the, and
1: the media, so dude, dude thank tell you me about so, that. thank you so much, man. like uh, I know that you've known it's been coming for a long time. I've been working on this for a long time, so I'm super proud to announce that static Bro. era, which you guys all know is my label. uh, we have a brand new brick and mortar retail store in beautiful downtown Milford, Connecticut. uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, uh, you're gonna see the news story. Cut in over here. Music fans in Milford have a new place to search for local gems. News 12 Connecticut's Sean McCabe has more from Static Era Records. Punk rock is alive and well here in Connecticut, and now it's got a new home here in Milford. Take a look at the store. I mean, I think that says everything, you know? After years working with Sony, Jay Reason says he started his Static Era record label to give a voice to the Connecticut hardcore scene that shaped him. Cruel Hand just finished up a new record with Zeus um, that will be out in the next few months. You have a new record from Sights and Sounds that just came out A new record from husbandry. He says the new static era store is a way to showcase local acts who would normally be promoting themselves with concerts and tours. Shows are so important for those bands and if they don't have a way to give their merch and sell their stuff, I mean it's it's really tough. There's a lot of music out there these days. He says platforms like YouTube and SoundCloud just don't build community like a local music scene can. I don't think any of those things still replace like actually going out, meeting like the kids who are into your music, giving out free demos, telling them to come to a show. Reason says Static Era will carry a little bit of everything for everyone. We offer some toys, there's vinyl accessories. We have tons of new releases, so like everything from rock, hip hop, alternative. But he also sees it as a gathering space for Connecticut's DIY artist community. Just about having an outlet right now. I mean, I love going to shows just as much as anybody else. So without a show, I needed to have something. Static Era is open Fridays and Saturdays from 12 to 7. For the rest of the week, you can make an appointment on their website. We have a link at news12.com in Milford. Sean McCabe, News 12, Connecticut. E, I cannot wait for you to come down and see the store. Check out the whole I want, spot. I want a DJ in there. Well, listen, man. I'm. We're waiting for you to come down. You've got open. Uh, you you have an open spot any any day you want, man. But I'm it's really cool to see the community's reaction dude i gotta just shout out all my friends man it would X take double. me it would take me way too too long to list everybody but dude uh man i mean eve from you to everybody who has been so supportive and helping the division the grow and sending stuff to the store and just uh you know man like i i feel the love dude i'm so grateful to uh to this community man to be a part of the music scene and you know dude just uh you know, man, give something back, dude. So, thank you so much for acknowledging that. I'm really happy for the. About I, I'm, the story. I'm
2: happy that that you have a a, a place to call home now. You're know, like, like yeah, like a, a, an office like that's not at work. You know I mean yeah, so you can go there, and do everything you want there. We have you know, so that's fucking amazing. Thanks, that's man. Yeah, real, ne- man.
1: next episode you see us. I will be recording it at the space, so we'll be a, a little bit of yeah. a different background, but uh. So, yeah, no, so shout-out to that. Uh, you just finished watching the clip here on the news. Um, so yes. big shout-out to News 12 Connecticut for coming down and checking it out. So, uh, I do want to shout-out, man. We do have a little bit of a sad note, though. Yes, uh yes, that, yes, got, yes, So I'll yes. let you take it from here, brother. Well, um,
2: uh, fuck, uh, I, I always take the glasses off. Uh, shout-out to my, my brother, Steve Poss Rest in peace. Yeah, rest in uh, peace, Steve. Steve Poss people don't know who Steve Pass was. Is a soul Steve Poss was like one of the founding OG. founding founding members of the New York hardcore yep. scene. The, the first wave, uh, yeah, Steve Poss and Jimmy Gestapo of, of Murphy's Law were always together. That crew, I'm very close to that crew because my my like, it's just like part of Queens guys. I mean, Steve Poss is a a Forest Hills Jew, Jewish fucking hardcore guy. He knew my. He, this is how close he knew my mom. He he, he knew my, my 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 brother. He knew my father. Yeah, basically. He was there when my father died. He was there when my my, my brother killed himself. Uh, always, I I I I did a one time. I did a thing for the uh, pre uh, toys and canned foods to uh it was a Christmas thing. Uh, yep. you know, right. It was a Hanukkah Christmas thing. And me, and Steve, Paz brought all the stuff together. To this place for for to give to free. and they were like they were like uh, when I, we we rolled up there me and Steve Pos I looked Steve Potts a, a, a Santa Claus hat thing on <laughs> like, like a little, <laughs> little little like elf and I I had I, I looked the way I looked and we gave it to them they were like they were like thank you but they bugged out on us and yeah had, that's for the, wild for the kids but Steve Pos I had a great heart and he was one of the funniest real New Yorker he would just you in your face and laugh he was like a hundred pounds yeah but <laughs> but yeah. Crazy like crazy like neurotic Jew, but see he he passed away. He had uh two types of cancer: brain horrible, cancer man. and a, and a, and a, a cancer in his lungs. And he kept smoking to the day. He fucking, t- <laughs> <laughs> they, they threw him out of the hospital for smoking. Damn. while he had cancer, it's it's oh. sad. I love I love you, Cepa. He's a, He's in a better place. Fuck cancer. Yeah, man. I know? mean,
1: ho- horrible loss for the, the the NYHC community, especially too. Uh, you know, I'll overlay some photos that have been going around, man, just to see. Yeah, you know one of the founding members that you've seen in all these photos and shit. And I know he was very close with Jimmy and all those guys, dude. So huge, and shout Paul, out. Paul, and Paul, 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 out Yep, so shit's dude, huge, huge shout out from our show. Uh, rest yeah. in peace, Steve in Pos. uh, Peace. Positive note though. E, what are you? What are you rocking this week, man? What are we? Oh, yo, actually, wait, uh, wait, wait, wait. Let's go back for one second. How was your trip? You just, you just went back, and you did. Uh, some new Scarhead material. Let's talk a yes. little bit about that. I went
2: back. I, uh, I went to Milwaukee. Scarhead got signed to Force 5 Records. Shout out. Based, we, shout, we... shout out to Force 5 Records, Donnie. Uh, hold on. So, our two, uh, the two
1: sponsors of, of Diablo's Den podcast, Static Era Records and Force 5 Records.
2: So, I went out there with Zach.
1: Shout out to Zach. Yeah, I love know, Zach. But, uh, right, actually, really quick, ahead. Uh, just speaking of Zach, he just got a bunch of all his back catalog shit. Uh, ruins, Ruins Records. Yep, so check his shit out, but go ahead. Check it, Ruins Records. It's all Terror te- uh, terror, terror Zone, yep. Angels and of Man,
2: Homicide. Yep. Right, right, right. Shout out, Zach. So, Zach's good people, yeah. Train of thought. So shout out to my brother, Zach. He came out, and of course, the rich, my, 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 my brother, Jimmy, yep. the original Trevor Scarhead, so, so us, we went out there with no music, whatever. We had some shit, whatever. Of course, they started out. We were right so there. I was just gonna and, say, I was like keeping the tradition nothing. of
1: not having written anything. Just uh, ha- yes, yeah. So basically, we went out there get uh, the fuel that get just needs the secret fuel to write the record. Yeah, uh, So so we
2: we go out there and in three days,
1: the the, the the
2: so Zach went out there. And we had a, a, a bass player out there, but He, he uh, the bass player couldn't get the you know because it was on the point on a lot of people are great. Musicians, but when it comes to hardcore punk, they can't really jump right. on it and get because it's not there. They, they, they don't. They don't. No, it's so tough. That's yeah. It's, a it's tough. tough. It's tough. It's, it's like it's one tough. of those
1: things that's tricky. Where it's like everybody's like, "Oh, how hard is that?" But dude, it's hard to keep that certain.
2: Listen, listen it's it's like when people say oh, punk rock's easy. I, I would like to see a lot of these rappers do yeah. punk rock. That's why Ice T kills it because Ice T could kill it punk rock sound metal sound Hell right? yeah! So anchor rap. So all these people talk all this shit, but they don't know. So basically, Zach played guitar and bass on the fucking record. Did play drums. We we did five songs in three days. We did all the all the music. Now I going to go back and do the vocals. So we did the thing, um, uh, and it was cool. We're going back there. I go back back on November sixth to do. Uh, I'm producing the Big Left record. I signed. Sick, I signed. Yeah, we talked
1: about that on the on the last episode. Signed
2: them. So so I signed Big Left as A and R executive producer to Force Five. Also. Um, on this record, I got Scott Vogel who's gonna be a guest, right? Sick, yeah. uh, Joe Fado is gonna be, uh, is you know, has some some scratching on it. on it, yep. And he's right, like, and Joe Fado's gonna sing some stuff also. Shit. So, so Joe Fado, uh, and Big Left's gonna sing some stuff. Yo, we, we well, should
1: how, do, uh, Diablo's Den skits in between it or something on the, like, uh, on the mixtape, like, the next shit. Definitely. Like you you and, and me do some shit on there.
2: And also, I have to say this, uh, it's also sad, uh, St. Dog from, from Mountain Kings, the original guy from Mountain Kings, who was on Force Five Records, who was on Suburban Noise Records with me, he passed away uh, the, uh, two days ago. Oh, come on. Yo, know, he's like, I just want to say a shout out to his brother, Big Hoss, who, me and him do music together. I did a few songs for him. Uh, St. Dog and I, we, we knew each other by just like, passing, but I would say what's up to each other. Dude. Was an Inland Empire Riverside king of the underground. Like he was straight, like straight underground white boy gangster rap. You know what I mean? Yeah. K was K was dope. He had his own style. So to all the calm out King dudes, or all the juggalos, all the fucking suburban noise soldiers, I'm sorry. And uh, to his family, I'm sorry. And uh, 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 we're gonna miss you. He was a he was a he was a a, a, a big personality, and
1: it's sad to see someone go like that. Yeah. You know yeah, no. So, Recipe, St. Dog. Right? So, um. So, E, on that note, though, we do have a very oh, good show for you today, right? Yes, I do. But before that, I just want to say this. My,
2: my sunglasses right here. Black Flies. So, listen, shout out to Blackflies. Go to Blackflies. Google them. Go to BlackFlies.com. I'll have a check link. I'll have, have a link. link. Black Flies. Please go go check them out. Shout out to Mishka for hooking me up. My Mishka hat. Mishka's amazing. They hooked me up. Great, dope stuff. And shout out to my brother right here. sis. Freedom in a cage. Oh, yeah. Shout out. That's that's White Derek, little Baby Stress. Freedom in a cage. Go to Freedom in cage on fucking Instagram. Here's dope, dope clothes. Uh, here's like, like that. Like, check that out. I'm going to say I look fly because these people hook me up. Miska, Freedom in a cage, and Black Flies. Shout out. All day. All day.
1: Shout out, shout out, shout out. Oh, so someone just saved me! <laughs> All right. No, I was going to say we got a good show coming up for you tonight though. So, why don't you tell us first a little bit about our guest while I get him uh situated on oh. here. We have so, talked a little bit about um yeah. you've been on kind of a roll lately with the success of your indie project. Uh it was a film, short film with that we've talked about a bunch. Call, uh, we we, Call we actually Price. Yeah, it's called Prices. We, you and Priceless? I actually eat, have talked about yeah. it. Interestingly, yes. like, from when you first started on the show to where we are now, to watching, to literally winning an award, and we're going to talk a little bit about that stuff um, and some of the other progress. Yeah. But um, tell everybody while I get Real Wolf in here, uh, yeah. just real quick. Tell him, tell, tell the fans a little bit about him. All right. So Tom Vujic uh, is a Tom
2: Real Wolf. He uh, has a production company. They, they do. He does music also. He does. He has. He's a metalhead. He loves hardcore. He's a hip hop guy uh, from Canada. He basically um, asked me to like. We met a, a while. Outside. We talk. We talk about. It. But Tom is a dope director. He, he asked me to be in a movie, and me and Peter Green, and we did this movie uh, like uh, last year, right? And uh, and of course, the COVID fucked everything up. But the, uh, he got submitted to all these film festivals, for the, the, and, and it sucks because I would be going to these film festivals. And winning these fucking awards. And we got nominated seven times in three different festivals festivals. All right, yeah. so
1: hang hang that thought. Let's bring in yeah. real wolf E real quick. Uh hang Yes, on. Tom, let's go. Okay. So yo, on our last episode, uh E, you were kicking off with some really great news about price. Uh, so you had just won an award. What remind everybody what the award was, you and Peter Green. And and oh, we, Tom got an award Two there was two that day. So what were yeah, those we, uh, for?
3: Tell Tom. So so that, that first time we won for best crime short sick, and and Peter and Danny, Peter and Danny won to best acting duo. Yeah.
1: Which
3: just, yeah. Congrats. That's so, yeah. And now check this. Here's the crazy thing. Okay. So now we just won
1: a third award. Okay. And that's what which we want to so wait. Hold on. Hold on time. Wait, wait, wait. That's something. That's what we right. wanted to kick off tonight's if interview with. Go ahead. So, we have news about price. Let's go ahead, Tom. Tell everybody what happened today before uh, just before recording.
3: So so here's a real interesting kicker. So today we just won our third award, yes. which is getting time um, short. But check this. Here's an even bigger twist. So, Literally in the last hour. You understand? Know what? What, <laughs> what? Bro, we just won a fourth award. Come on. What?
2: Yeah!
1: yeah.
2: Look at his face. We won the fourth award. We just won the last hour. Another one. Dude, we literally just won in the
1: last hour. That's amazing, man.
3: Damn. What what was it for? What What, what, what was it? The next one we won is for best international thriller. You know what I'm saying? Yo. Yo. (laughs) What's funny about the whole thing is that you guys are American. But I'm Canadian, <laughs> so I <ironically, laughs> it in one international thriller because technically Priceless is considered a Canadian. Canadian. yeah, yeah, Canadian production team. It's kind of a, It's a funny little turn of events because the movie was filmed in New York. It's a <laughs> movie, but it's a Canadian movie. So, <laughs> that's know? dope. Congratulations to so, congr- both yo, of thank you, Yo, Tom, thank
2: you so much, bro
3: well thank you man you absolutely killed that performance man thank you it was
1: an honor bro so thank tom let me, let me ask you a little bit about that as a director and stuff man i've always said to Isaac, he's such a great uh actor and character person the way he he can convey the emotions in his face and stuff how did you think of danny for that role <laughs> okay th- this is kind of an interesting story the way this turned out um
3: so, first of all, A, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, I, okay, originally this movie, Priceless, was going to be a totally different movie. It actually was not going to be Priceless. What happened was a different movie called Dead of Night. And essentially what happened was neither P- Peter nor Danny could get into Canada. We were <laughs> in some-
1: <laughs> That's totally on brand for, 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 for both of them, by the way. <laughs> <No. Yes. laughs> The
3: craziest cameras, all this shit. I love that. And it's that. like, yo, get in. <laughs> you know what? I mean? <laughs> so the one, uh, my boy, he's like, yo, I think I can get the bit. I need Peter to tell me like what these things are, dude. I don't even think Peter could figure it out. <laughs> so we we're just. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? Well, I think we have to shoot this shit in New York. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh, it's fucked up. up. We literally, I'm telling you, the making of this movie is like as entertaining as the movie. (laughs) The crazy thing is, we have to literally write a whole new script because now I'm like, yo, we're going into a totally different city. I can't have the same gear, the same crew, you know what I'm saying? We wrote a whole new movie, but this is where it worked out. In the first script, Danny, it was going to be a 13-minute film, and Danny was only going to be... In two of those 13 minutes. Oh, year, by changing the script situation, it now became Danny's in 13 minutes, the entire movie. He essentially became the main character due to the I'm character. How crazy is that? But what was crazy was to tell you the, the best part about this was like Danny, who Danny is, I'm telling you, like anybody that knows Danny, he is a character. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> this tip like i remember danny was so nervous about the road you know i haven't acted that much but i'm like you know what bro the way this direction's going is like this character is almost like you even though (laughs) he's still like danny and you see him you see his demeanor and yo i'm telling you i I said this shit to everybody which is this if i got a really really good actor to play this character it wouldn't be real yeah it wouldn't be real It was like Danny made it authentic.
1: Yeah, Yeah, dude. Listen, man, congrats to both of you, too. And, like, uh, you know, I, I always can't champion uh, Danny enough, and he knows that, man, outside of just even my hey, friend. Thank you sorry. both of you guys. Yeah, I'm proud I feel, of him. I feel and, good. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm proud of him and everything he's doing. And, and, Tom, I I, I really back what you're doing with the film and involving him and Peter, and I wish you the best so much, man. So let me ask you, dude, when are we going to be able to see it? That's probably when everybody, what everybody wants to know. I know it's doing the, the show circuit, and I'm not sure if people understand that that kind of does – it takes a little while, but maybe you could walk us through and let people understand that when, when we might be able to get even just a, a little bit of a glimpse of what, what you and Danny have going yeah. on.
3: So so this is kind of what I'm going to do. So basically how it works is when it comes to film festivals, the second yeah. your movie's on online, yeah. it's over. It's like, that's it. The film festival shit's done. You feel oh, me? All right. So, so that that's why. Because festivals will not accept a movie that's publicly available. Right. Cool. Yeah, it's cool. Cool, cool. I'm saying. do is when you finish a movie, they say you do either a year or a year and a half of festival runs. Now, here's the thing: we're in 2020, and, and COVID basically wiped out like half of the festivals this year. Yeah. So, so essentially, what I'm gonna do is I want to just ride it out for about half the year. Yeah. Already October, I kind of yeah. just want to ride it out till the end of the year. So to answer everyone's question, it will be online some point in the beginning of 2021. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We'll yeah. be releasing an exclusive scene from the movie. It's a two and a half minutes. I scene. was gonna say, can and we
1: get what, what do I gotta do? Okay, hold on. Let me see if I could get. Something. Okay, Isaac, <laughs> what do I gotta do to get a clip yeah. on this episode for the fans, even if it's just a small? Buddy, you know what? All you had to do was just ask. There you go. Right now. And listen, and that's and this is how Diablos then works. The shit is oh, on, a, but, on a Hold on, wait, sorry. The shit is on a circuit, but Tom yeah. and, my, and he are gonna for the fans here. So you you heard it here. So yes, gonna, thank you. So I'm gonna suggest if you're listening to this. Uh, sorry guys, if you're if you're listening to this, jump over to the YouTube. Don't and while you're there, remember turn on notifications, subscribe. But you will watch, uh, Tom. You heard it. He's going to give me a little clip to cut in over here. Mm-mm.
3: Mm-mm.
2: Viper. What up? Welcome. I said, this guy's a fucking weirdo.
0: Curious. When, why would they give you a nickname, Viper?
2: I'm not. Let's let's, let's
0: cut the, the
2: small talk. I'm here to get the cocaine, get the fuck out of here. So I'm gonna put up, uh, put his money in his bag right here, and now, let me see the park. Sure, would you mind?
0: Oh,
2: my man is. Sorry about
0: that, bro. I can see the man I'm looking at. I think you're going to find this to be, uh Extraordinary. Oh, sir. Sure. Right. Fuck
2: is. Fucks this. It's a family heirloom. Quite beautiful, isn't it? See the resemblance. It kind of looks like it. <laughs> Sense of humor, Viper. I'm just gonna do this the old school way, right?
0: Fuck. Let me see that smile. Oh, shit. She's fire.
2: All right. Let's. Just, ooh, for so check it out. I got the money right here.
0: All there? All here. you want
2: to you you count it? It's all here? No, no, I
0: trust you. So you love this, huh?
2: Yes, so listen to him I'm just here to get this, yes. that, and I'm out, right? Well, I got a proposal for you. Back the fuck off. Oh, back, I,
0: back I back that off. that off, space. OK. Well, I guess, uh,
2: I don't know. I, listen. What, what if I told you
0: that you could keep your money, Take this wonderful product and leave. And I just want one thing from Wait, you. wait, wait, wait. Shut up. Listen, it? Your soul. I like your soul.
2: You won't miss it. Wait a second. So. You're like a soul snatcher, like all, like the little red guy with the pitchfork. Like, that's what you're trying to tell me right now.
0: Something like that.
2: I, I, I gotta tell you, also another thing you guys have—you guys both have something you don't know about, but but uh, a lot coming. You and Jay, Jay, yep. both you guys. Tom is uh, Tom has his own label. Oh, Tom has, uh, does music? He does. Uh, he, Tom, I know Tom. From first time I met Tom was two thousand seven or, 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 or Rock the Bells, He came to my house. Yeah, in
3: crazy. California. <laughs> It was actually even before that that actually Actually, in Toronto, uh, he played a show with Scar remember you were you were with Clee at the time. You were chilling with Cleen. Like, yes. Yo, yeah. so crazy! I seen this guy like literally. It was a fucking scarhead show, and some guy <laughs> I mean, shit to him, and all I seen is bop. Oh man!
2: Up, uh, yeah, up, I knocked the guy. Yeah, beat the same guy. <laughs> And then still keeps performing I'm like
3: no, I did that Dude, that, that, listen
1: We, no, we listen. could have a whole episode Of, 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 of stories I like remember that. that The last
2: show I knocked him out And I kept the show it was, I was introducing the band At the end And I, <laughs> and I, and I, I finished He was knocked out And I finished it He was still on the floor Yo, no, that
3: shit was classic bro. That was amazing <laughs> I was like Yeah, this guy's the real deal You know what I mean <laughs> So, yeah, so
1: that's, I guess we've known each other for a minute, but anyway, go ahead. You oh, no, I was just saying that. I, said, I, 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 I was saying, uh, oh, no, go ahead, you, go ahead. I was saying that both of you guys have your no own labels. Yeah.
2: You can't yeah. work. Jay works with all, behind the scenes, all the old record stuff. Like he, I'm talking about Jay's amazing. He gets vinyl. Thank you, he, works with, Thank you. He, he works with he works with Prime Ignite. He works with fucking with well, uh-huh. the new addition guys. No, yeah. Yo. I'm in a
1: weird. I'm in a weird. little I'm uh, I'm a, in the music scene. I'm a ninja. Ask Isaac. It's like it's like I work on a bunch of stuff, but I can't talk about any of this shit I work on. But
0: I, I just opened a record store. I don't
1: know. It's, it's, listen, you get it. You get it, Tom, because you're in the same thing. It's like your shit comes out so much later that you can't really be like I'm. Just I, I mean,
2: yeah, 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 but I want, I want, I want you guys to talk so you yeah, can get sure. your music, you get your music, uh-huh. Tom, into his his record store. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. I, Let's do it. Oh, 100%, man. And trust me, bro.
3: When when this COVID thing's over, I definitely will be back in New York. We all gotta link up. I mean, Jay, yeah. are you in New York? Yeah, yeah,
1: right in Connecticut. So actually, really, really quick, I want to ask you, Tom, yeah, about you releasing a film. Obviously, yep. I mean, you had a whole, you got you and Ezek had a whole. Plan for this, you know, you guys were gonna travel to, it, dude, and then and then COVID yes. happens. Tell me very quickly yes. about adapting, you know, your schedule and this this whole thing, dude. Like, tell tell us quick about adapting that into what's going on right. today.
3: Well, I'll tell you another quick little thing right now. So, in the case of Priceless, which is a short film, um, you know, primarily, you know, you don't expect to get any kind of crazy distribution because it's a short, thirteen minute film. So, essentially, what you want to do is. Ride the festival circuit, eventually release it online. But here's something that you might not know that Danny knows is I'm actually working on my debut feature film, which is a documentary about Cool G Rap. Awesome movie. Uh, We have Alicia Keys in the movie. We have Onyx in the movie. We have Big Daddy Kane. I mean, this is a Joe Fatal. Joe Fatal. He's a fucking wizard behind the scenes, man. But <laughs> we, we were scheduled to go and shoot plenty more interviews. I'm not going to say names, but some major names in the entertainment biz in both LA and New York. So COVID kind of fucked that up for me. Because luckily, Priceless was done. You know what I'm saying? But this other movie, which is currently still in production, it's completely put it on hold, essentially. You know what I mean? Because yeah. traveling is difficult. Yeah. Uh, just the a- that. so yeah it's sort of like on one hand it's dope that we're winning these awards which is great but on the other hand it's unfortunate that the current movie I'm working
1: on is sort of on hold Isaac will but tell it, you that's part of the New York hardcore curse because right I'm sorry about that
2: sorry about that <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, yo Tom uh, where can everybody find you online uh tell uh give us the instagram Let's get the plug priceless man uh give everybody, give everybody uh, you know the socials and stuff man
3: Well so, so basically my, my instagram is real wolf r e e l like a film reel it's in the background there real wolf underscore official that's the instagram and i want everyone to check out our youtube page because we're a very video based company so our yes. youtube
1: is very important. Yes, youtube.com slash realwolffilms. And you'll see links and for all of this stuff uh, over over this. Yo, Town works with the best
2: of the underground rap. You know, that's the thing. We kill it with the
3: underground rap. We we put out crazy compilation albums that we just dropped a new album called rabbit I'm on I'm it. it. I'm on it. And I'm
2: on it. The <laughs>
3: metal, hardcore, hip-hop track that also features Ill Bill and Gore-Tex. That's and awesome. for those that don't know, singer of a metal band so my metal band's on that joint and we're gonna be actually dropping that single so by the time this podcast is out it might even be out That's but awesome. check out rap and violence and check out priceless that will be out soon and then stay tuned for the cool g rap feature-length documentary
1: awesome well yo tom thank you so much for joining us tonight definitely when you come into the city man we will have to bring you on again uh yo and again dude thank you so much for sharing the exclusive clip here we're really excited yeah. to for that shit well, thank you again, thank you
3: and and the last thing i just want to say i heard y'all are having mugs yeah i just want to say, shout out to mugs because uh one of the first videos i ever did that broke me in the game was called <laughs> ill bill it was ill bill and dj mugs He's oh, calling no, so right now uh, is he calling definitely. you okay yeah and uh, I never talked to Mugs about it, but from what okay. I heard, he loved the video. I know Bill loves yo. it, so shout-out to Doug. Shout-out to Doug. Love thank you, Tom. Yo, Tom, yo, Tom love you. thank you so much for I,
2: joining us, tonight. Love man. you, brother. Tom, new you Yeah! That's so glow. Damn yeah, killer in the street, El Loco. Damn shooting the gift. Smoke your split. Damn, damn straight man take-off. Feel the kick. Damn mixed blood. Undertaker. Damn bad brains. Carajo, aparando, ahora te ando bucando, chavo. Call up Danny Diablo. The shit don't ever stop though. The niggas around my way, they call me fucking shopping. I'm more like a gestapo. Watch out for behind though. Got my homies down sound trapping in the bando. We got the best throw guys out the metallo. You know, we just took that. Just the we had up the hookah, these cook niggas are taking jumpy and just shoot shut. We got nothing to lose. Just me and you. Can't walk
1: in my shoes, man. Fuck you too. We got. Nothing- we had in a little intermission here uh, from our last guest. You just saw a new video and song from Danny's new project, Spick. Danny, tell us a little bit about that clip, uh, real quick, before we jump in with our guest.
2: <laughs> it's uh, just, It's a. Uh, it's like a. A commercial for the coming album we we'll called Spectacular. So there you go. that'll be out soon. That'll be out too on Devil Rats Records.
1: All right. That so,
0: mad racist, yo. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: this is and there From it is France so for France. We've been trying for uh for a minute. We had some technical difficulties last week. Uh in the in between, Danny went out and uh and got himself some some new uh a new hair color, which looks dope. And a diamond beard too. Look at it. Got himself
0: some good old food poisoning, good old American yeah. food. Poisoning.
1: And, and in between got himself some food poisoning, and now we're oh, finally here with our guest. That was horrible. Everybody, please welcome DJ Mark. Uh, yeah. I
0: heard you was pissing up, you up your ass for four days.
2: It was it, it was horrible. It was it was the worst, the, the worst sickness ever had, had since uh, <laughs> since I guess when, when I got stabbed. I, I went home. They sent me home too early. Yeah. And I got infection like my whole body for like for like forty eight <laughs> hours. It was it was like like that kind of pain. That wow. was okay. It was horrible. Oh, God.
1: That's fun. Well, Danny, I'm glad that you have recovered and we have the show back because we've been really excited to have Mugs on. We had some technical difficulties. We had to take a little bit of a break. Like I said, there was some yeah. chaos, but now we're we're back in and we're good to go. So. Muggs, how have you been doing, man? What's been happening uh during this whole pandemic shit? What's what's going on with you?
0: Oh man, this pandemic has been the best time of my life, man. I swear <laughs> to God, I got more <laughs> I got more shit done in the last nine months than in the last five years. And I oh, got a yeah. lot of shit done you. All, <laughs> all my creative homeboys said this is the best thing that's happened to them.
2: Yeah, it's just, yeah. It's just,
0: like, music-wise everything. Yeah, everything's got to focus. There's no bullshit. There's no birthday parties, no meet me at the club, no come on, come <laughs> on for dinner. It's like, get up and go do your shit, man. Motherfuckers is cleaning their closets out and getting shit done. And I'm telling, I'm talking across the board from everybody I know is like, you know, I, I finally, I went to Miami the other day and I love the airport was nice. Nobody was fucking standing next to me. You know? <laughs> Nobody's breathing on me. All these ugly motherfuckers got their face covered. I love that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, how was Miami? How was it? Miami, Miami was great. I went down there with um, my, my boy B and um Danny and um we shot three videos in four days. The one with Crime Apple and, and Flea Lord, a couple with Flea Lord. Yeah, Crime Apple. Oh, that's yeah. sick. Yeah man, that shit was good down there. The weather was nice. We got a, we had a yacht out, out there in the fucking from Port Lauderdale to Miami, just hanging out, drinking champagne every day, talking shit, making music, <laughs> hanging out with the homies. You know the regular, regular yeah. shit. That's that's the best life, bro. Yeah, that's that's the life I want. Man. I just oh, got yeah. back. I just left Alchemist crib right now. I just left over there. I just got back here. I'm mixing a single. Oh uh, so, nope. uh, so, uh, soul assassin winter drop up with Capadonna. so I'm just I'm mixing it right now. Oh yeah, that's that's, be awesome. that's amazing. That's amazing, bro. What's listen, Muggs, I'm uh, gonna tell you something. About to watch the Dodgers, about to watch the Dodgers win. Win World Series tonight.
2: You know. Yo, my brother, I want to ask you a question. Like yeah. like what what, what was it the, the year how old were you when when you really got into music?
0: When I, when I, well, I want to say I was young just listening to music as a fan, you know? Yeah. But yeah. I think, I think as a fan, I was just into it for my, my family. You know, all the eight track tapes around, my grandparents yeah. listening to opera, my mom listening to Motown, of Town, my uncles listening to rock and roll and Zeppelin and Pink Floyd and my, my older aunt, she was like four years older into Kiss, you know what I mean? But yeah, I found, I found hip hop and I must've been through like Rapper's Delight in like 1979. Yeah. I was like ten years. I was like ten years old, man, and I was like I heard Rappers Delight, and I just caught the fever. Like, I had to learn the whole song, and if you can go to, you just I had to learn the whole song. So I just listened to that shit every day, Rappers Delight, over and over and over, over and over, over. over. and it was over. Then it was like you know, Ramel Z, um, the Treasure 3. I got introduced to the to, to the to the battle tapes from 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 the Bronx, and then I got. And then I think it was Run DMC that just really just took off for me. You know yeah, what I mean? That, that's, that's that's why it
2: really like, made me like, like feel music. I think, I think music. it was the summer,
0: the summer of 82, I think, when, when um Sucker MCs came out. Yeah. Like that summer, man. That summer. And then Stripe came out with Set It Off, I think, that summer.
2: Set It Off on like, the yeah. left. You yeah. I mean?
0: Like that was a hell of a summer. And then I think who else came out that summer? The B-52s with like, Ugh, that someone was ill. You know,
2: that's like the you know, punk rock, punk rock and, uh, and hip hop were together. You know what I mean in the Lower East Side, you know, in the Bronx, it was cool, man. You know what I mean like, you know what I mean? it's a yeah, it was, I, just, it was
0: just underground, underground culture, man. It didn't matter. Yeah. everything
2: was Russian. That That's that's what that's what it's, it's crazy. Like Ramel Z and stuff how it, it and he spit back then. You know what I mean like this
0: art and he's fucking spit. It was crazy. You know I me mean? like like no one heard shit like that before. You know, nah, that that was like the first time when when hip-hop was coming from the Bronx and meshing with the downtown shit and yeah. with, the, with the Andy Warhols and the Basquiettes, you know, Madonna's hanging out, Ramel Z's yeah. hanging out, they're bringing Grandmaster Flash down, downtown to DJ, Bambada, like all that shit was happening. Then Blondie was rapping, you know, on, rap- yeah. on Rapture. Like that time was the kind of the time. And you've seen that downtown shit and hip-hop click again in the Puffy yeah. era, but that was the first time around, boy. That was this shit that made me want to do this shit, man. You know, like seeing that shit. At first, we were just, you know, breakdancing for the summertime and DJing a little bit in the basement, just trying to yeah. trying to copy those scratches. You know, we didn't yeah. know what we was doing. We was fucking ten years old, and then um, <laughs> the shit just kind of took on an organic life of its own, man. I want to ask you for also another thing is a, uh, a are, are you have your your family from Queens, right? Originally yeah, from East family, Coast? My, my, yeah, my family, you know, um, all from Jackson Heights, Flushing. Yeah. Ozone Park. Jackson Ojo Heights, Park, baby. Far Rock. Like, my family's all through there. So, you know, they're all still out there, too. Everybody. But my mom's the only one that moved away. My mom moved out to L.A. and... um. You know, everybody's still back there. I still get back there often, man. Ain't nothing like Queens. My grandmother lives right by right by Shea Stadium. You know, right off the Main Street in 156. So yeah, just yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucking basically walk up to the fucking to the fucking <laughs> to Shea Stadium when I was a kid. Yeah. That's crazy. I because I grew up in Jackson Heights my whole life.
2: It's a Corona, some type of joke. I'm a Jackson Heights nigga, so it's like it's a it's a whole different world, bro. You ain't yeah, a whole different world. People from there, so whole different Part world. I, also I, I want to say when you your, your first
0: what was your first group that, that you ever did to, to anyone else my first group was 783 it was me yes. and um two cats from East New York from the Linda projects from Brooklyn yes and um we had a, our first shit was um a song called mad mad world it was in the color soundtrack in 88 so that was, oh, that, was first, that, that was my first that was my first goal record in 88 on the color soundtrack
1: that's awesome that's, that's
0: amazing bro that's amazing, bro. That had all, um, I think Bismarck was on that cane, like all the cold chilling because cold chillin was signed, I think it was through Warner Brothers. When, right when cold chilling signed to Warner Brothers, so yeah, they did that. You know, Ice T was on it, so that was kind of like my introduction to the music business. I was still a DJ collecting records, I didn't know how to produce yet. But after that, 783 got an album deal, yeah, and we, we went out to um Philadelphia to work with Joe the Butcher, who had. You know mixed all the schoolie d records and all the Philly stuff at that time. Yeah. So when we did the 783 record, Joe the Butcher produced, you know, I think half of it. And then the bomb squad produced one. So I got to go to Long Island and hang out with uh, the bomb I squad so. That's is, then I got to go to work with Daddy O from Stets of Sonic and you know I see yeah, how he when I was in um Philly I got to work with Schoolie D, Cash Money, um this kid named Jazz and you know, that was pretty much my, that month was my education yeah. on how to make records. Cause I was a kid, you know, 18 with all these records and all these ideas, but I didn't have, I didn't produce shit yet. So nobody was going to give me a hundred thousand dollars at the time to go <laughs> to make a record, you know? So yeah. I sat back and just absorbed everything and just learned everything. And then I was like, man, I didn't really like how this record came out. I'm going to go do my own shit. But I had already, we was already had, we was already kicking it, me and b real and Sen. Yeah. Over in um over in Southgate. Um and uh, we was all hanging out and I was like, look, I'm gonna go learn the music business and, and go over here to Hollywood and figure this shit out. You know, make y'all come with me whenever we do anything so y'all can meet people. And um you know, I remember going to my first meeting at Def Jam with Mr. Bill, Mr. Bill Stephanie, who was like the executive. Producer on most early Public Enemy albums, and he was like concept. And I was like, what the fuck is a concept? LL Cool J's the b-boy, the lover of rap. Run DMC's yeah. the gangsters. Slick Rick's the storytellers, you know. And then he yeah. was like, you got a logo? I never heard the word logo. I was like, no, what's a the logo? <laughs> then he started breaking down what a logo was, and I was like, yeah. okay. So then you know, when I went back to Cyprus, I was like, yo, we got to get a logo. We gotta yeah. have a concept. And then that I remember one day I told B and Sin, I said, yo, y'all should be the Cheech and chong of hip-hop, cause you be smoking mad weed over here. <laughs> you know, <and> <laughs> so like that 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 just you know ain't nothing like just doing shit. So man, I learned so much from from, from that from that. Then I went on tour with we went on tour with um kid and play. Kwame, salt and pepper. Oh, shit. Today, Tony, Tony, we won an EMC Hammer tour. You know, with Teddy Riley and EU, they had the butt out. Um, yeah. So, we, we were, I was doing stadium tours in 89. Yo, that's yeah. wild. Teddy Riley's a dope producer, so that's dope too, man. You know? Oh, yeah, man. We was doing stadium tours, doing Mike Tyson's birthday, because we was managed by Russ. Russ yes. management at the time, you know? So, um, that was just learning, man. Just learning how to figure this shit out, man, and and I remember Sam Sever one time told me this was before when I was DJing, because I won the 89 DMC on DJ Battle. Yeah. And he was like, yo, you should produce. And I'm like, man, fuck producing. I just want to DJ. But after <laughs> I won that shit, and I was like, all you get is a fucking spray-painted gold turntable, and y'all keep all the fucking money? Cause they sold out like Wembley Arena, you know, for like yeah. 50,000 people. And I was like, man, fuck this. So I just bought me a drum machine and just started making beats, and I sucked for about a year. Every beat sucked (laughs) and um, I I made beats every day. And then after that, after one day I made a beat and um, it was banging and B-roll rapped on it. We plugged in um, the drum machine directly into the boom box. We had a big boom box with double cassette players. We plugged the microphone in, we plugged the drum machine in I pushed play and B-roll rapped and we did the song Real Estate. And that was the first song we did that sounded like a record. That was sounds like a record, you know and i was trying you know just figuring it out still and then at that point after that all our demos sounded good so like our first album's pretty much 3 years of just demos pretty much our whole life just stop hanging out on the block stop yes. selling weed you know just hang out inside now and smoke weed and fucking drink <laughs> and make records and make make music you know yep, yep. Um, and um, i was working construction and selling weed and then you know for about a year, she was cool, and then we got our deal. And um, Tope. there was this dude Dave Funkin Klein, who used to be a Def Jam. He um moved to L.A. He started Hollywood Records. They offered us two hundred and fifty thousand dollars for a deal. And Joe the Butcher offered us sixty-five thousand. And then Send Dog, <laughs> told, Send Dog told me one day he was like, "Yo," but I knew the I knew Joe the Butcher from the Seven Eight Three project. So Send yeah. Dog was like, "Man, I got a better feeling with Joe. Let's roll with Joe." And I was like all right man that's a little bit older you know we always listen yeah. to the and then um thank god we did because that other label folded i made like nine grand i think i made like eight hundred dollars a record i was happy i bought some rims for my car i bought a fucking system for my car <laughs> you know i was happy i was happy as hell um i figured we'd sell about a hundred thousand records and have some respect and, and you know be happy and shit but you know shit took on a life of its own and
2: yeah, you changed you 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 basically changed the music industry, the hip hop industry with your beats, bro. It's like there's like, west coast West Coast beats growing up in you know in New York, and you hear the West Coast beats, but your shit just like I knew when I heard something that it was a Mugs beat. Yeah, such a yo, that's Mugs, bro.
0: Very and distinct
1: your, style yeah, for sure. I knew
0: I knew back then, like you couldn't you couldn't use anybody's lyrics or you was a biter and you was whack. You couldn't dress like people. You yeah. was a biter. You was whack. You couldn't look like him. You couldn't sound like him. Your music couldn't sound like him. you get dissed, man. You yeah. know? And um, and um, not not being black, we had to be extra dope. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, had, yeah. Definitely. Be, definitely. We couldn't just be regular. So we had to be extra dope. And I knew like it's about having your own sound, man, and your own shit. So I had an advantage though because I'd be in New York all the time and I'd go to New I go to the Wiz or whatever and get the new 12-inch records that you didn't even have in LA, and I bring the, I bring the Lee jeans back and fucking Pro you know, all <laughs> the different shit New York. I bring the sheepskins back, you know, like they didn't even have Champion hoodies in LA back then yet, and I would bring all That's the shit crazy, back. I bring right? the records back, in the I'd be going between them, um, I'd be going between Mr. Magic and Molly Ma and between Red Alert and Chuck Chill Out and recording that shit yes. on Friday nights and bringing it back and. So I kind of had a cultural advantage where I kind of had a hack with nobody else in L.A. A few people might have, but yeah. they didn't have the access that I had. And, you know, I take the Greyhound back and forth to New York. It was $99 back then. Take like how, how crazy, how crazy is that?
2: And people don't
0: understand back in the day when you're doing music, everything
2: was uh, like flyers and it was like no social media. So you had to really dig find a show and find way, where, where the club is at you and find you your like,
1: audience you had to find
2: yeah
0: you had, you had you sure. to meet people and talk you know nope. there was no video channels and nothing you know there's maybe ralph mcdonald's mtv yeah. raps maybe that was it and you had to go to the clubs you had to go to the parties man yeah you know, definitely, that was it. Man. i would get on the train and go to car wash you know and Quandos on the lower east side and just roll up in there by myself and shit just chill and jump on the train at two in the morning back to queens like Like, you had a road to shit. There was none of this internet shit. You had to go find it and go figure it out. It was dangerous back in the 80s and early 90s. The to shit, you know what I'm (laughs) saying? It wasn't like it is now, man. It wasn't like it is, so. But that was kind of the fun and the adventure finding this shit. But I just had a passion for it. At one point, man, I was just like, yo, I'm doing this shit. And I knew. I I already knew I was going to make it. It was waiting for me in the future. I just had to figure out how to get to it. Well, anyway, you, you fucking killed it, man. I, I, I,
2: I, I always remember, the first time I heard Cypress Hill, I was one of Bill Spector's uh, parties in Lower East Side, as me and all, all my brothers, TMS, and we were wilding out. And I remember seeing you, they, they play How Can I Kill It, man, but they're seeing you and the Booyah Tribe niggas in the Lower East Side Bill Spector's party, the like Dante and everyone. And I remember the song went on, and I was like, what the fuck is this, bro? It was like so ill to hear that in the system. You mean the, 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 the like plane yeah. and, I, and, the, like, and, and we like we all like what the fuck and people are like oh that's that's Cypress Hill you I mean like blah 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 I, I knew uh, Lisa Rowe from the, from worked the company over there yeah yeah yes yeah, so yeah, so she was my homegirl so she like she like she she used to give the CDs and all that so it's cool man right so like how it was Ill, like hey
0: how ill did Booyah Tribe used to look rolling around in New York. Yeah, it was uh, listen,
2: listen, listen, I was you know, I remember one time that like we had a fight or something, and, and we were fucking showing up and then we turn around and the booyah child guys were standing up like around you guys and, and just to make sure everything's all right, but I was like, yo, you can't even like these niggas are so big. I never seen anything in my life like that, bro. <laughs> yeah, I never seen, like, like, like wrestling, wrestling and the football is moment. <laughs> you know I, I never seen, you know I was like, I was like, if I hit this nigga in the head with a chair, it wouldn't even do anything, bro. He would get That's mad, bad. you know what I mean? They then I met those dudes. They're the nicest guys in the world,
0: bro. So yeah, like, so, and, and a very talented pe- bunch of guys, man. Too talented, super nice, man. They, you know, they've always been on the scene out here from the early breakdancing days to like yeah, to like to their bands. You know, they were doing, they were doing yeah, the punk days. rock. <laughs> <laughs>
2: The homie they're, came they're,
0: in with, a, with its hood on. She was, and it's dark in here. It was like <laughs> <laughs> they're very punk. Yeah. The Boy Tribe, was, they knew a lot about punk rock and oldies, so it's cool. Yeah? yeah, they was into that. You know, it's funny because Ice T was too. Ice T was into punk rock. He grew yeah, up yeah, with punk rock. So yeah, it's like you know, mo- it's like everybody was multicultural, man. It just had an appreciation for everything. Like you, yourself, yeah. you know me. Yeah. And, you know, I grew up with everybody, man. I grew up. with everything, you know, every kind of people, every color, every race. And it was never nothing for us. And just yeah. ha- knowing shit from like the little homies, older brothers, just learning different shit and like kind of exposed to everything at a young age, man. Yeah, It's like, 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 and I, when I first
2: heard you like, like doing your shit, then you's like, you wouldn't, were, you weren't off at that time. And you did the angel dust thing. And I, I heard that, that record and that fucking, for some reason, Maybe, I don't know, maybe the, the part of my life where I, was, I was just moved to Cal, to Cal, L.A., and it was just like, maybe I, I was experimenting a lot with fucking acid and shit like that. <laughs> you know, Whatever, they fucked up. That, but that album spoke to me. It was <laughs> like the, oh, the, the, Buck, you know, the Buck Cherry song. The homeboy. That was the, the, like, like 2003? Yeah, the, you know, I was like, what? It just like... like yeah, like I would never know that nigga from Buck Cherry could sing like that, unless yeah, uh, I have, no, I'm saying
0: and I have a soul like that. It was like a tortured soul. He was singing, bro, and it, it was, you brought Andy, that Andy, out. Andy Calkin Calk, from Anti gave me the deal. Yeah, And he wanted yeah. me to do a rap record, and I'm like, man, I don't feel like doing no hip hop right now. I'm kind of yeah. bored, bro. I was like, let, let me just do an experimental record. And he was like, cool, do what you want, and, you know. I had got I had Greg Dooley on there and Josh from Buck Cherry did a couple. Buck yeah. Josh was more on some like he sounded like some. Emo <laughs> it was dope. Shit.
2: Like emo it was dope.
0: Shit. Yeah, was yeah, dope. it was
2: like very emo, man. It was like like, like sneaker pimps meets. Uh, uh, was just some, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was like, yo, you brought that out of him. I I would never have thought that guy could do that, bro. Right, you
0: know? right. Yeah, that and, was um, fun. That record was a little fun, you know, and then. Then the music business got weird, I think, probably a, little, a few years after that, where it's like, the music business took a shit, and then yeah. YouTube wasn't popping off yet, um, Apple Music wasn't popping off, Spotify wasn't popping off, like, it was like five years there where you're like, what the fuck's going on with this shit? Man? Yeah. You know, I couldn't, nobody could really figure it out, and, you know, music was down for 13 years. I think two years ago was the first year it made, it, it, it broke even. That was And then last year was the biggest year the music business ever had. So, and you know we're only at five percent of streaming right now. We're at it's at five percent of its potential. Wait till streaming gets to like thirty or forty percent of its potential, and they really start paying. They really start paying the artists good. And then it's going to happen. It's just going to take a minute. It's just new technology. They're figuring it out. But you know what? I can go direct direct to consumer now. It's fucking great. Yeah, you know what? Back, back, back in the day,
2: remember? the getting all this, the CDs made and stuff like that? And now it's like, you know, like now it's like, boom, well, here it goes. Here's like one button. Here it goes. You I mean? It's, one it's, button. It's, that's, it.
0: that's crazy, it. bro.
2: And fucking, I, I bug out. I bug out on you also because, at one, at one point, at one point when I first, yo, know, when I first met you. We, I met you at CyberSelt thing where I was with Prince Power. He introduced us. Actually, was I was it. I wanted to ask both of you about uh,
1: your first memory. So let me, Eve, before you jump in that story, let's ask Muggs. Muggs, what do you remember about the first time you met Danny?
0: I don't remember. I just remember knowing him. It feels like I knew him first. <laughs> Probably because I knew homies that that knew him too. And the homies was like, you know, Danny, you know Danny, you know Danny. Um fuck. I just feel like I've known him. Like, I can't really remember the exact first time, to tell you the truth. I just feel like I've known him, like, forever, it seems like.
2: <laughs> Ego,
1: you were going to jump uh, into the right
2: there. Yeah, so, yeah, so, so, um, I did, I did a song with Muggs, he did with me and Prince Power, pa- Prince Power, and when I went to the studio, did with him, it was, it was like this, I was buggy being in the studio with him doing the, the song, so, but it was cool, and then and watching Muggs work, is like fucking, his work ethic is impeccable, man. It's like, like, like the way I do stuff, I just I go head first into the thing. Like, ah, you mean, like, I, I'm in there, I'm part of what's going on. The, 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 the record, the, the Starhead record sounds crazy, but you said it was crazy in my life at the time. And, Mugs, I sometimes I, I watch I, I watch what you're doing, and it, I'm like, this dude is, is guided, man. He, he owns the building. His office is in the building, his, his music studio is in the building, everything's right there in the compound. And it's he runs it the way he does. No one says anything. He, he opens it when he opens it, closes it when he closes it. And, he, and the thing that he helps so many people, put so many people on. Yeah, I always like to like when I see mugs. it's like, we don't talk about really music, really. We just talk about, hey, what's up, bro? Before you bug out, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Like, and you don't meet friends like that in the industry, bro. You mean know what I mean? They, 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 very rare, you mean? And I'm glad, I'm always glad that we always, we're like, boom, boom, right
0: there, like, it's like, like loving life, you know I mean?
3: Yes, yeah, like, we
0: never, I mean. if I don't speak to you for months, we never lose a step. It's just like, we just <laughs> on, yeah, it's,
2: it's like, it's, it's, it's like crazy to see. But then, then when I really bugged out on this shit, that we started going really ill when you put the Soul session, uh records out. And they, they, they were dope, man, dope. And then you started, then then you started working with the whole album with Sick Jackin, and that shit blew my fucking mind, bro. You know what I mean I was like, yeah, yo, that was that was another level of hip hop from from the, from the West Coast that people like. I don't think people really know about the album
0: and how dope it was, bro. You know what I mean yeah, I was like, it was it crazy because I was asked everybody asked me to produce them, and I was like, you know what? I don't want to work for nobody. I'm yeah. just going to have everybody come on my record, so I own everything. I own the, <laughs> I own the whole record. And, um, and it was pre-mixtapes. So after I put those first few Soul Assassin records, then mixtapes got big, you know, around the 50 Cent era. Yeah, yeah. So and it was hard to make those records anymore because motherfuckers would rap on your mixtape for free. But as soon as you <laughs> put an album out, everybody wanted bread. So it was kind of like, all right, the compilation record's dead because you ain't going to make a better one than a mixtape. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I moved on from there. I got bored for a few years. Did did a couple. I did a record with Tricky. I did the Dust album. Yo, that's that's that, that's crazy. The Tricky one too, yeah. Yeah, I did that. And then I did a few other things. And then I was like, all right, let me make some, let me make a hip hop record, two hip hop records a year. And then I'd say about four or five years ago, once I figured all the digital shit was locked in where I could do everything right here. Yeah, I was just like, and then videos got cheap. Remember, even before trying to do a video, the cheap video was five grand. Yeah, and then I was just like, "Oh, it's on now." Now I'm just like, <laughs> "Now I'm locked in." We that's, put out that's... like I think, 13 projects in the last three years,
2: yo. And that's like that, that, that Now, now you like you've always been here, but I'm saying, but now you have a whole different generation. Like you got Mayhem, Loren, Edo, Crime, Crime Apple. It's like you you're, you're fucking killing it. I, 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 I this just how crazy it is. The other day, one, of one of, my, one, of my, one of my boys was in the car. He's from Queens, and and he, he was talking. He was talking about you, and it was just out of nowhere. He goes, "He goes, Mark's new shit is fucking dope," and I can't stop laughing because like he's talking to me like, <laughs> like, like I don't know. You know what I mean? Like it's a kid I know, and, 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 and he was like talking about all the new stuff. And he's like, and I was like, yeah, like the dude's a beast. And I was like, it's cool because this guy's a normal Guido kid. You know what I mean? Right. Guido kids, like it's for Queens, man. It was it was dope, bro. To get the, like, yeah.
0: it's just fun again, man. Like I'm actually enjoying the shit. Like it's '88 again. Like I was like, you know, I, so I'm like fucking having a good time. And then at the same time, man, I don't give a fuck what I did, man. I don't ever want to get comfortable and lean on my past, like, all right, you won the championship a few years ago. What'd you do today, motherfucker? You
2: know yeah, what I'm hey, saying? Like,
0: yes. So for me it's just, for me it's a sport, man. For me, it's like I just I just love it. And you know, I just like the community and the yeah. places it takes me around the world, you know. There's nothing like the lifestyle of music, man. And yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the friends I got and the opportunities I can give the people and the people I could hang out with and the places I can go because of this shit, I'm like, man, I'm blessed.
2: Shit, that's a, that's a great way to look at things, bro. You I mean especially
0: nowadays? That's a, that's amazing, you know. It's like, bro, I know, you know, I know, I know, fucking hundred millionaires that don't have as much fun as us. They try to no. buy, things <laughs> and they're standing in the corner with a bottle, and they're just like, you know, they ain't having half the fun as we're having. They want to kick it with us.
2: Like me, me, you, and Risky at the club.
0: Oh my god! <laughs> Risky's my hero, man. I fucking love that guy. I want to ask you. I want to ask you a question right now. Who was the craziest person you ever worked with?
2: Like craziest, like 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 this crazy, like like bug, bugged out and fucking. It, it's just like you're like oh this this motherfucker is like like, like on another level. Okay? <laughs>
0: Man, a lot of them, but like I don't know if I want to tell the story and put anybody on the spot. But I'll tell you a few. Um...
1: How about the story without naming the name?
0: Yeah, I'm gonna think about them because I know there's a lot. I'm gonna. Probably, I can't remember shit. I'm fucking got Alzheimer's already at fifty. So I remember this one dude from the from from that particular dust when he came in. Lined up about five big-ass lines and just did five big-ass lines and says, I'm ready to go. Where's the vocal booth at? I
1: was like,
0: this motherfucker's out of his fucking mind, man. This motherfucker, you know. um, Some of these rappers come in, man. I had a rapper come in with 200 hits of acid. What? Did fucking 10 songs, and I threw them all away. It was funny. (laughs) He just got fucked up doing acid, doing shrooms, doing coke, and drinking, and did fucking a bunch of songs. And I was just like, yo, it just... You gotta come back, homes. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, way out fools, man.
2: <laughs> what's What's the best of the, the best tour you've been on?
0: Oh fuck, um, I guess my favorite tours is the first tours. You know that first time around the block, man, when you don't know what to expect, like the first Soul Assassins tour, the first time we hit the European festivals and seeing all that. How amazing is that! The first go around with everything, because everything was like, wow, like fucking mind blowing. You know, then once you go around and do it all, then pretty soon it becomes like, fuck, I got to go on tour again type shit. You know? <laughs> but then first few years, man, I got to say from like 89 to like 96, man, was like, everything was amazing for me. That's that's, uh, that's, that's, that's fucking amazing, bro. It's like, I, I, I love touring. It's like,
2: as I get older... I, I know what I what, what I need now. Before, I, I was just crazy. Now, like, I know what I need to, so I can function and play oh, shows and do shit. Yeah, you now, mean?
0: Like, I, now I go to sleep and get up and hit the gym and the spa, you know, before it was like, party as much as you can every night. Oh, and, my God. You know, another thing that was hard, because I was trying to compete with, you know, Dr. Dre and Premier, but I was torn. They wasn't torn as much as us. We were torn yeah. eight months a year, so not being able to make you, music used to drive me nuts, but being... Like, if I had to go on tour now with computers and shit, this is easy now. Oh, yeah, you could do beats in 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 there. There was no world phones. There was no fucking, you barely had a two-way pager, but it didn't go that far. Yeah, you got got, money. (laughs) Every day you had (laughs) to check. It's a Turkish place, a
2: Turkish place. (laughs) put money into the the phones
0: in Europe. (laughs) The food sucked. You try to call with a country code at the hotels, and you were jet lagged and tired. Like, this shit was a mess. It's easy to tour now with all this new technology. Yo, the, the, the MacQuest
1: and all that fucking thing. Yeah, we used back to, then we the we... Atlas back then. Yeah. Oh my shit. God. Hey, hey Mug. So, yeah. look, can I ask you a question? When you're like, uh, when somebody approaches you for a project, what what do you look for in that project that makes you want to work on it? Like, what do you have to be inspired by?
0: I got. I, I don't want to work, man. I just want to make <laughs> if, if they don't got like a couple hundred thousand, I don't even want to work all walk into the studio. Anymore. I'd rather just hang out with my dog and my kid. But um, the dudes I do work with, they got to work harder than me. They First of all, they got to have their fucking bars up. Like, I'm not trying to build you from zero to nothing because that's a waste of time for me. You got to have your shit pumping. You got to have your shit together. You got to have a fan base. Then you got to work harder than me and you got to impress me. And then we'll, then we'll do a song and we'll, and we'll take it from there and see how it goes. You know what I mean? Then if I do, I want to hang out with this motherfucker because now I got to be in the studio with these people. <laughs> and then when they, but, but then when they leave... Well, after they lay their shit, it takes me another month to finish the album every yeah. fucking day. You know what I mean? So, like, I'm pretty much done. All my projects are done all the way till 2022. I got nine albums done. I'm just mixing it. So, this whole year That's, is done already. That's so fucking awesome. That's yeah. like It's like, it's so,
2: so insane. Like, I, like, me and you, we jump on planes. We, like, every pandemic, I'm like, I, 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 I I've been going back and forth to Milwaukee. Recording with the, the Force Five record guys that signed me, I did, that that went out there to Scarhead record. I'm like I'm working on. The, I'm actually producing the the Big Left record that they designed, signed Big Left. So it's like it's it's it, like I I have to be busy, man. If I'm not busy, then you know how, what that means. I'm gonna find myself. To, I'm going to some trouble. You know I mean? So yeah, yeah, me too. Keep, yeah. Keep yeah, keep busy. And and touring for me now is like it's so crazy how I used to tour like an animal. I was like a Viking. You know what I mean going through like all, all these towns and fighting women. Now now I got my girl on tour with me. And she sells a merch for me. Like everything's 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 a business to get together. It's like so insane that I could like be happy going on tour and, be, and like like just be. I appreciate everything, bro. I appreciate everything that I got f- from music, bro. And it's crazy yeah. because my. Besides my my life was I was I was a street kid, graffiti's, you know, it was I, in Queens, I was a big graffiti writer and also a street guy and, and I got a lot of shit that happened in my life. And it's so much bad, good, but it's all happened for a reason, you know? And I'm here, you know so Absolutely. that's what that's the same thing with you, bro. I know that like you you you're you mean you, you, me you we chill, like 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 you know, we, we 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 read people very well in, in our surroundings. And fucking like we we go we go we go some of the dopest spots or some of the craziest hood spots. you mean, and we, yeah. we're just who we are, man. That's all you mean. And people show us that's love, true. man, because we, we show we, we, we have that energy. I mean, and that's all I always thought. Every time when I'm like, "Ain't that to do with you, mugs?" I'm like, like, "Like I'm like, yo, I'm, I'm just happy fucking that, that I can talk to them, and we can fucking make make some jokes and fucking you know just
0: laugh. Fuck shit, have a good time. Hell yeah, me too, brother." <laughs> <laughs> It's
2: crazy. Shit. Oh man, Mugs, that's fucking nuts, bro. So listen, so, Mugs, I- what
1: are you working on uh, now? You just said you wrapped up a bunch of stuff till twenty two. Yeah. Can can you talk a little bit about any of those projects? I'm just mixing. I'm
0: dropping. Um, I dropped a project last week with Al D'Avino. I'm dropping. Um, the winter, the winter soul assassin collection, but it's with this um, uh, uh, a single with um with Capadonna. I'm trying to see if I'm going to turn it into an EP and add three more songs with other people. Otherwise, it's two songs with Capadonna Sick. Uh, with, with, with the Winter Collection. And then next year's um, Mayhem, Crime, Soul Assassin, Soul Assassin movie, The Black Goat movie. Oh, that's Black dope. Goat. Whoa, that's
1: I'm, dope, yeah. Um, yeah, the visual's um, dope, bro.
0: Yeah, I'm really getting into making, sh- making short films now. I'm bored of videos. I started yeah. shooting my own videos three years ago, so I think I made like 22 videos already because I got tired of everybody, so I just bought a camera. I took a bunch of master classes. went on YouTube, learned how to do photography, learned how to shoot, went to all my photographer homies, all my video homies, picked all their brains for a month and, you know, just learned how to do my own shit, man. And Now I'm going to move it into short films. So that's, got, that's dope, bro. That's brutal, man. It's right? fun because the music ain't enough now. It has to be some more shit attached to it for me. The, so. the
2: kids, the kids nowadays, their attention spans are fucking gone,
0: bro.
1: Well, and even the like Muggs was saying, the more he, the more that we create our own content can control that shit. You know what I'm saying? That's where the, it really is. Because at the end of the day, you license it out for a little bit of time, but that shit's all yours and you own it. You and know? I'm going to, you know, I'm, you know, I'm going
0: to build my own legacy, man. I'm just, it's all about legacy now. I'm building my own shit and telling my own story. I'm not going to let somebody else tell my fucking story when I'm dead. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I'm going to tell my story while i'm alive man and to me i'm just in the middle of it all that other shit was the beginning now i'm in the middle right here so now it's it's starting to heat up and get juicy i
1: I like your outlook on that mugs it's good to hear shit like that
0: yeah man it's different age man it's different man you know you get in you, you take care of yourself man you eat good you work out and i got more energy than i did when i was 30 bro i feel fucking good so i'm like you know, our parents' days, when they were 40, they were kind of burned out already. <coughs> yeah. Our fucking, our, our, our time is like, it changed. I think this music keeps you young, man. It definitely does. You I mean, like, it's like, uh, sometimes
2: i like, I, I'm going to be 49 this year, so I'm like, I'm like, I'm working out, doing this, but also like, I love doing the hip-hop shit, but, but you know, my whole, my whole scene is the New York hardcore scene and the, hard, the hardcore music, and that's, that that shit is fucking crazy to do that every night. <laughs> and fucking, you know, like, and it's like, a oh, lot my of oh my god, oh my god! I'm not saying I'm running, jumping into the crowd, but you know what I mean like it's crazy. So you Running run a marathon at night, <laughs> you know what I mean? At the, I'm running a marathon on top of a marathon. <laughs> 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 so, so you'll be back there. So now, but like like I love smoking weed now. So it's like it's a whole different world. It's like oh I, like I sit back. And sometimes when I do the, the the hardcore set, so all weeded out, it's, it's like I I I I don't I, I catch myself. It's like I, it's in and outs. You know I mean, but it's it's, yeah. happy. it's 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 on, it's on. Right?
0: Nice, so it's so. fun, man. We're still enjoying it, man. We're blessed, brother. We're blessed. Yeah, I, this, I to live this life, man. Shit, I wouldn't change it for nothing. It's it's so
2: insane, man. Because like the underworld, the under, underground is like where I, where I dwell. My thing is like I I can always say like when I'm. Like, anyway, I could go any, 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 like, punk rock bar in the world and go inside there. They'll recognize me, get free drinks, get fucked up. Back? hang out with yeah, Party people, there, like, take pictures and, feel, and go home and feel good. Be like, oh, man, I, I still got it. You know I
0: mean? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that it t- is. It. It, ma- it makes it worth it, bro, man. It makes it, it worth does. it, man. It does. So now I'm just going to, you know, Mix this Capadonna record tonight. Try to finish it up because I want to get it out by November 24th. But I got to get the vinyl shit turned in because it's a five-week turnaround. So,
1: But, yeah, so, <laughs> um, so Muggs, can I ask you, to? I know we were talking a little bit about the past and shit. But, dude, out of all – you've had so many experiences. What sticks out in your head? What was the moment where you felt like, oh, shit, I, I made so, – like, I made this. This is the right path. You know what I'm saying? Was it with – uh? Was it maybe when you guys hit that color soundtrack, or maybe a little bit before or something yeah, after? I, I, Bugs, was it what, was it when you were a Meteor Man? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> no, yeah, you're
0: in a movie, nigga. You know what that, about that. <laughs> hey, you know what Meteor Man did to me? It made me not want to ever make movies. Cause really? I, I, fuck, I had to sit in the I had to sit there all day, then they was like, all right, hurry up, come on. Then I'll go outside and they was like, Oh, never mind, we ain't ready for you. Then you go back and sit down and you're smoking mad weed, you're smoking mad weed. And they're like, all right, come on, they need you right now. And I was like, but that was like three hours later. And it was like, you're there for eight hours, five minutes shit. And I was like, man, fuck this shit. I'm cool. But no, nah, I think, I think, you know, our record came out and we didn't sell yeah. shit for like six months. We was following Naughty by Nature. We had a van, we was following their tour bus. Yeah, and, you know. And um, driving from city to city. We were playing in front of the promo shows in front of 16 people, man. You know, showing up to these morning radio shows. Doing in-stores in the daytime. Stopping at the One Stops. And so what the One Stops was is there's local mom and pop shops. You yeah. know, obviously like um, Tower Records and Virgin. They all get their records through, through, through their own distribution and shit straight from the label. But the mom and pops were the places that would go to One Stops to get their their records and to be told, like, what are, what's the new shit that's coming out? So we'd have to go to mom and pops and go do signings and yeah, yeah. Then we'd have to do the fucking mix show that night. Then we'd have to play in some random clubs. So we would do all these things in each city for like a six week promo run. Damn. Every fucking day. You know what I mean? So um, once we um, started selling records, it was like this thing where we wasn't even on the charts. Then we moved all the way up to number three. And I think it was a time. MTV raps was playing us like two or three times a week, man. That's And great, then that's fucking, great. then Juice came out at the same time. Yeah, Yo, our record, so our record good. started yeah. taking yeah. off, and we just started getting on all the op- get opening slots on the second stage and all the festivals. And you just felt you felt like this this shit is real now. You know what I mean? It's you feeling it take on a life of its own. Yeah, that's so amazing, bro. That must have blown your mind when you're that young. You mean, like yes. Yeah,
1: Especially back then, when it was still like the real music industry, you know what I mean. There was no internet, you you know, like just the whole process. I mean, that must have just been crazy. Yeah, so I think I think all that.
0: Man, we never even had time to take in. We were
1: every motherfucking show. The we just kept us on the road. Yo, mugs, we lost, we lost. Lo- you sound kind of distant a little bit. We can't hear you. Right here, you hear me? Oh, now yeah,
0: yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I was like the managers just kept us on the road and I didn't realize why because them motherfuckers was making more money than us. Yeah, they get paid. They get paid on no my I was what. like, we get a hundred grand, them motherfuckers get a hundred and fifty and then, you know, by the time we pay the, the agent and the fucking business manager, that's another fucking 15% off of us. That's 30%. We get 70. Then we got to go chop that shit up three ways. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then I got to pay taxes on that shit. So I'm coming home with like fucking 16000 Oh, you know my God. Work. I mean? Yeah. It's nothing.
1: Manager, are getting
0: 15,000 off the top of that 100,000. So you was just like, yo, man. <laughs> this is what's going could, on. That's why you motherfuckers is keeping us on the road.
2: I could never be a manager because it's too much.
0: Like, like the, you
2: know, people, musicians are fucking, a lot of them are fucked up. You mean they're like, they're, oh, they're, yeah. They're like big, big fucking babies. Yeah, and you know, they, you know they they cry, especially the, the real big managers. They, these dudes cry about everything. The young kids, their they they, they they their heads get gassed, and people put other 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 camps put stuff in their ears. You know I mean so it's crazy, bro? I mean imagine yeah. I deal with all, all these different uh attitudes and personalities, and it's like, you know, I I I, I couldn't handle it. You know I mean like I'd
0: be like, oh shit, so but yeah man. it's it's too much I don't know how these motherfuckers they just want to be in, in the same room you know what I mean and like be around the lifestyle yeah yeah it's,
2: it's 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 nuts man because like sometimes like sometimes you know like you and me we 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 have our 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 groups of music and in, in, the, in, the, in the scenes and like uh, hardcore scenes and the, the, the graffiti scene and the, the hip-hop scene all together then um it's our life. It's all. It's, it's a people think like, oh yeah, like, like this and that. No, it's it's our life, our lifestyle. This is us. This right. Is how yeah. we are. We're not a different person when you speak to us. This is how we are. When we do our business, we understand when it comes down. Business means everything. You know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, yeah, that's why you do. Like you know what I mean. So, but but it's like when you're doing it, this is my life, man. Like like shit happening. You know, like everything happens in my life. Like a regular person, you know, tragedies yeah. and fucking of sorrow and fucking ups and downs, you mean? It's just like, you, you, roll, you roll the punches, man. You
0: mean? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You mean so? So I'm saying, you know, grinding and down. After the first album was done, the label came up to us and goes, we need the album in three months. Ooh. Well, if we want to put it out in three months, my bad. Yeah. So uh, I went in, we made the album in a month. We made Black Sunday in one month. No shit. Fucking ma- amazing album. That's amazing. Amazing fucking, amazing yeah, we fucking album, in, And then the funny thing was A to the K already came out on a soundtrack and Hand on the Glock came out as a B-side, so two of the songs. So we really only made like eight new songs and then with a couple interludes, because the interludes like made it look like 14 or 15, but yeah. So we did that and then boom. Those those fucking songs are... Those song's changed so I Yeah, I mean I
1: remember buying it on cassette at Strawberries riding my bike up to get that. Bro, I <laughs> was know? listening
0: to I was listening to Wu-Tang, Dr. Dre,
1: Ministry, remember Ministry Out Georgia? Yeah, yeah I, was, yep. I was like,
0: "Oh, it motherfucking nuts." And I was <laughs> listening to fucking Black Sabbath every day, so that's how that record came out that way. Yeah, you do
2: you, you sample Black Sabbath in the beginning of the record, friend, yep, the top, bro. Yep. It's like when you heard that I remember you playing in you know, Roseland and fucking uh and it was a whole big thing. You guys were like had a, a problem with the Source magazine or something. It was, it was cool, bro. You guys dissed them. It was it was crazy. Yeah, it was cool. yeah. It was cool as fuck, bro, to see that all the kids uh bugging out on the music, bro, and saying that and stars
0: uh, uh, going fucking nuts. Roseland fucking nuts. shows were the shit. Remember those shows? Yeah, were dope. it's a, and that's all the
2: uh, my that's, we would go there forty deep. Me and my my my, my people. You know what I mean? And it would be oh, like.
0: Right? hardcore kids it was like a pit bro it was a real pit it wasn't like it was a a real pit pit. the whole shit was just a fucking nasty ass pit it's crazy man it's crazy those are some good shows man i miss that place it was really
2: dope but but mugs well i don't want to say thank you for for doing this in like my podcast you know like
3: yes thank you thank you so much bro Before we man, let you
1: go, Mugs, where can uh, where can everybody find you online? Uh, plug the Instagram and plug. Oh up. man, don't leave me alone, man! Don't even come. <laughs> leave me <the> <laughs> <alone>. <laughs> If you don't got my number, you're good.
0: Stay over there. <laughs> now, hey, it's a fucking pleasure, Danny. Anything, bro. I, I appreciate y'all fucking um inviting me on here, man, and thinking about me, man. It means a lot, fellas. Thank Anytime, you very much, man.
1: Anytime. And so
0: always, 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 always for being gentlemen and for all the love throughout the years, fellas. You know and. And I'm just looking forward to being friends for, for the next fucking rest of our lives, man. You're some good motherfuckers. Thank you. I, I love uh, you, yeah. brother,
2: man. You're, I love you, brother. And fucking, yo, know, everyone, DJ Muggs, the best producer in hip-hop. I, oh, I, I know. I, I To me, personally, like, one of the best. And I'm just glad that you're fucking killing it and doing music. And you're fucking you're bigger than ever now. And fucking just keep on doing brother. it, brother. I mean, keep yeah. on doing
0: it. I appreciate it, dog. Thanks for the love, man. All
1: sure. right. Thank you. All right, thank Muggs, you. You so for tonight guys that's a wrap for episode number 13 make sure you're subscribing to our youtube channel subscribe to the and newsletter
0: the next time yeah i want to thank everybody <laughs> once again
1: love you mugs thanks Danny. i'll talk to you guys soon peace Bye.